Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. Um, we're excited. My name is Chris. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here. And it's good to see you. It's good to see all of you. Um, this is the high point of the church's calendar. Uh, it's a day when we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord. We celebrate Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Savior, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. And uh, I, I know some of you. Um, there are others I have not yet met. Uh, some, some of you I, I know from the once or twice a year that you, your family drags you here and, and you come. Um, but we all come here for different reasons, right? We come here for lots of different reasons. And I want you to know this. No matter the reason, no matter the reason you come, no matter the, the method of your presence, if you're on Facebook, like, or if you're here in live, um, whether you call this your church home or you're a longtime visitor, um, or this is your first time here. You are invited. You are welcomed here because you are loved. Because God treasures you. He values you. And he wants you to know that you are special to him. That you are important. That you are beloved. The apple of your father's eye. And you've been called here at this time, at this place, to receive that message. What you do with it is your choice. But hear that. Know that. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. The abounding love of Jesus Christ, who's always with you, always ready to lead you back to him, and always waiting to welcome you home. Now I'm going to pause and change my battery. Now, uh, Jesus once told a story, and I want to tell you the story. And I, and I know this is not necessarily the story of what, why you're here. Um, you're here to, to, to see the story that you've already heard, the story that you know, and you've heard it over and over again. I want to tell you a little bit different story. And this is a Jesus story. This is a story that he shared. Um, it was a story that he said about a few sons, about a family. And you can read the full story in uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. A man had two sons. And, and the youngest, oh, I think it's working now. Okay, and the youngest, he was yearning to leave home and to see the wider world. And he told his father, 
Dad, I don't want to be here. I want to see more of this world. There's more I want to experience. I'm ready to leave. Just let me go. And the dad says, well, what are you going to do? Like, where are you going to go? And the son says, well, I don't know. But maybe you can give me some money. And the dad's like, what? And he's like, well, the son's like, well, you would always said that all of this, all that you did was for me and my brother, right? And he gestures around to his father's estate. So maybe I can have my share now. <laughs> and the dad was shocked. Like, wait, wait, wait. You want me to divide up my land, split up my fields, selling bits off, selling my livestock? Are you serious? Also, you can just go and do whatever you want to do? I'm not dead yet. You're trying to give me a heart attack. Uh, but the younger son, he was persistent. And his dad tired of the argument and eventually gave in. And brokenhearted, he watched his son leave. And every day, that father, much poorer and a lot sadder, he sat on his deck, looking down the road, hoping to see his son return. Meanwhile, the older son, he took on more and more responsibilities. He knew that everything that was left would eventually be his. And so that older son, he worked hard to make sure that the home and the estate would flourish. And all the while, the younger son went out to see the world. And he did, kind of. I mean, he traveled and traveled. He traveled outside of his village, and he went to a foreign land. And it took a long time, because travel was hard back then. But he finally got to the new city. And he thought, man, that was a lot of work. And so he thought, well, I need to celebrate. So he went and got a drink. And he's, then he got another one, because he was celebrating. And then he met a lady, and he got her a drink, and then he took another drink. And then things started getting fuzzy. He couldn't remember everything that happened. He closed the bar down. And then he went someplace. He don't, doesn't quite remember where, but he went home with new friends that he made, and, and they, they partied until sunrise. Eventually, somebody said, I'm hungry. And so they went out, and they did it all over again. And that day was just like the one before, and the one before, and the one before. And then sooner than you would have been able to think, all of that son's money was gone, all of his inheritance, all of his father's hard work squandered, and he had nothing to show for it. He drank and partied his way through it all. And now he was broke, ashamed of his carelessness, of his recklessness. Right? He took his inheritance, and he drank it away. But he was determined to stick it out. He, he once said he wanted to see the world, so he stuck it out. And he was able to get a few odd jobs here and there, but nothing permanent. Uh, because it turns out that nobody wanted to hire a stranger and a foreigner. Right? He couldn't speak the language well. He had a hard time getting a job. But he was able to scrape by. And then came a drought. Crops failed. Livestock started losing weight. The price of food got higher. And people weren't hiring anymore. He couldn't find any work. And he got desperate. He was able to find day work feeding slop to pigs. Um, and he never thought he would be in such a state. Because back home, back home, pigs were considered dirty animals. They weren't fit to eat, but in this land, at this time, those pigs were considered more valuable than he was. And that younger son, he barely earned enough money to survive. Many days he didn't have enough money to buy food if there was any to be found. And he was so hungry, 
he thought, gosh, maybe if I can just eat some of that slop that I'm giving the pigs, maybe I can just do that. Then the thought came to him. Even those guys that worked the fields at my father's house, at his father's house, even they had enough to eat. And so he thought, what if I went home? What if I went home and said I was wrong to leave and I was wrong to take my inheritance early? I didn't respect you. I didn't listen to you. I didn't listen to God. And I'll, I'll beg him to come back. I'll, I'll work as a servant. I'll work as a slave. And that younger son started to make his long way back home. Now, who knows how long it took the son to make it back home. But as the days passed, eventually the younger son made it. His father sitting on the front porch, looking down the road like he did every day. And uh, I want to get this next part right, so I'm going to read it uh, from the Bible. This is Luke 15, and I'm going to start at the second half of verse 20. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his fingers and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. Oh, I, I love that story. You know, because the son is, you know, he's trapped in his shame and in embarrassment. Right? He, he's stuck and he's thinking about that and he goes home. But that wasn't his father's heart. The father was looking for him. All this time, the father was still looking for him. Right? Eyes down the road, hoping to see him again. And, and at the first glimpse of the son, he gets up and he runs down the road, grabbing him and hugging him. And, and now for just a little cultural explanation. Back then, elders did not run. That wasn't the job of elders. Um, they did not get up if they didn't have to, right? Especially for punk kids who took all of their money and wasted it on drinking and sex. <laughs> that just wasn't what they did. Um, it's the job of the lower status person to come see the higher status person. They're the ones that need to move. But the father, he ignores all that. He throws out tradition. He's humbling himself, paying no mind about how people would talk. Right? Paying no attention to the rumors that he might start. And when the father got a glimpse of the son, he stood up and ran to the son. He grabbed his son in his arms and he kissed him, just like when the son was a little boy. And the younger son, he can't even get his full apology out. He can't even get his full apology out. Yes, he admits he sinned. He confessed. But he didn't get, he didn't get to the part where he tried to bargain with his father. Where he wanted to sell himself back into his father's household as a servant. He never got that far. Instead, the father interrupts him before he can even finish speaking. And the younger son is given the best robes in the house. Now, the best robes would have been the father's robes, right? Because he's the head of the house. He's the elder. So he gives his son his clothes. His poor, starving, desperate son. And his father, he puts the signet ring onto the son, mark of his identity. 
and it says, it lets everyone know that the son is still part of the family. He's still part of this family. And he has shoes put on the son, sandals. And okay, back then, uh, a lot of people went barefoot, right? It's, so shoes were expensive. They were a luxury a lot of people couldn't afford, especially servants. And that's a sign that the younger son isn't just a servant, right? He's of high status in the family. He's exalted. And then the father, he, he calls for a feast, for a fatted calf to be killed, because this is cause for celebration. Musicians come and start playing, and people start dancing. But remember, uh, there's still one person that's not at home, and that's the older brother. And remember, all of that stuff was actually now his inheritance. So that fatted calf was going to be his fatted calf, right? He's going to grow up and be his calf when his dad died. And he hears about the younger brother. He gets angry. I mean, they had already divided up the state, and he's been working, working to make all of that prosper, right? To, to gain back what had been lost. And his younger brother, who wasted his inheritance, has come back and is now eating into those older brothers. Now the father, he realizes that his older son isn't there, he, that the older son isn't participating in the party. And so the father, once again, he humbles himself, leaves the celebration, and goes, this time to see the older son. And the older son is irate, right? And, and he rants about how he always listens to the rule, and he always follows him, but he's never honored like this. He never gets a party. He doesn't even, he never gets a fatted calf. He doesn't even get a goat. Now, this is all still his father's stuff. The dad's not dead yet. So it's not the younger son, or the older son's yet. And he tells the oldest, I'm going to read this so I get it right. This is Luke 15, 31 through 32. My son, the father says, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is, fun, and is found. The old father reminds his oldest son of his love and place in the family. But I really, I love that part in verse 32. We had to celebrate and be glad. We had to. They had to. The younger son was dead to him. Right? I mean, that younger son who wished his father dead, right? I wish you were dead. Took all his money and ran. He was lost. He removed himself from the family, saying, I don't want to be with you. I don't want any part of you. Just sell everything you're going to leave me when you die. I don't want it. I'll just take the money. I'll take the cash. I don't, I don't, no, no, no. I don't need any family heirlooms. No, no. I, don't, I know that, that that was your father's land and your father's land, but I don't care. Just give me my money. The younger son rejected his identity and was as good as, as, good as dead to his family. But he came home. And the father's response was to welcome him home. He's telling his son, this is your place. You may have rejected me when you left, but I have never, never rejected you. I have always been hoping the best for you. I have always been praying for you. I have always been cheering you on. And yes, yes, bad things happened. You did things and things happened to you. You did things and things happened to you. You know, shameful things. 
things you don't like to talk about. But that changes nothing. You are welcome home. They had to celebrate. They had to celebrate and be glad. You are welcome home. And in this story, right, the older son, he, he, he left, he wouldn't come to the party. He, he stayed outside the house. And the son, the older son is told too, you're welcome home as well. This place is yours as well. Honoring your brother doesn't mean you're dishonored. But dead has returned to life. It was dead has come to life. We have to celebrate. We have to. And that's what we're doing here today, right? This, is, this day is a celebration because the dead has risen. Jesus Christ has risen. His son has risen. And because he rose, we live, right? Because he arose from the grave, we live. Romans 6, 4, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That's what the Easter celebration is about. It's about new life, right? Jesus' victory over his death is something that we all get to share in. The resurrection, the empty tomb. That's not just his empty tomb. That's all of our empty tombs. All of us that call on the name of the Lord. Right? We're sons that are brought back to life. We're daughters that are brought back to life. We were being welcomed home. And they had to celebrate. They have to celebrate this. And, and, and this is scandalous. Right? This is scandalous. That God would be born a human. That he would live among his creation, taking the form of a servant. Right? That he would be arrested, tortured, and crucified. That's scandalous. It is foolish that God would do this. It is not a good bargain. It does not make financial sense. It does not make... Okay, I'm, just, I'm going off script. But there's some TV shows, you know, every once in a while I watch. And, um, and sometimes there's like, there's like a family, and then there's like one kid that's always like the wayward kid and always does like the bad thing. And the parents are always like, oh, everybody, but everybody loves this kid. And they're always welcoming him. And I'm always like, why do they like him? He is an imbecile. She is terrible. They have to give me, you know, narratively, I'm thinking, like, they have to give me something to root for them. Why is everybody cheering them on and liking them so much? I just don't get it. Like, Friday Night Lights. I don't know. If anybody see Friday Night Lights, the TV show? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, like the daughter, the coach's daughter. I'm always like, why do they like her? Well, it's because of the daughter. But anyways, that was my side note. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. It's ridiculous. But as the Apostle Paul said, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Do we embrace the foolishness? Everyone, everyone would say the Father is being foolish. He was foolish to let his son have the free will to, 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 to take all of his money and leave, and he was foolish for letting him come back. But the father let him come back. His father welcomed him. And like the father, God embraces us. He chases us. He honors us, though we don't deserve it. And a lot of us, we're like that younger son, right? We scramble around 
home, hurt, abused, shamed. But hear this. Home is not a place where you should feel humiliation or embarrassment. Home is not a place for you to feel humiliation and embarrassment. Home is not a place where you should feel shame and unworthiness. Home's a place where you're honored, where you're welcomed, where you're told you're part of the family. And that's what being part of the body of Christ is, is being part of the family. So that's what we're all coming here together to remember that we're all his family. This is where we belong. This is where you belong. This is your place. The people around you are your brothers and sisters and aunties and uncles and fathers and mothers. You have a place here. This is your family. So to all of you, in the name of Christ Jesus, because he rose from the grave, I say welcome home. Welcome home. All is well. You don't have to jump through any hoops. Right? You don't have to do anything. It's enough that you're here. He did the work. Welcome home. Be a part of the family. And some of you have been part of the family for a long time. Don't be like that older brother, right? Holding on to th way, things the way they were. Learn to celebrate. Your, your brother and sister are home. We have to celebrate. We have to celebrate. Every Easter is a homecoming. One where we celebrate Jesus humiliating himself, causing a scandal, running towards us. His arrest, torture, and crucifixion reveal the depths of God's love. How great the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all treasures that he should give his only son to make a wretched treasure. Welcome home. Welcome home. All right. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your neighbors. I want you to say, welcome home. Welcome them. So turn to the person around you. Actually, don't turn to your neighbors. Turn to the person around you or in front of you, right? Because the person that's next to you is your friend. Talk to somebody else. Tell them, welcome home. <laughs> Good. All of you, welcome home. This is your place. These are your brothers and sisters. If you'll have them. If you'll have them. This is your family. Welcome home.